Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to the Haunted Estate. Hello, my lovely friends. I don't know why I sing songy into all of these. Maybe it's because I'm so excited. I have some not good news to report. I woke up from a listener letting me know that our podcast weren't downloadable on iTunes, which started with the newest podcast and quickly resulted in every podcast... So Adam went on and he called iTunes and we talked to them for a while and then guess what? We weren't able to talk to them anymore because the phone got disconnected. Anyways, if you are listening to this today, which actually is probably not going to be up today, which is Sunday, May 1st, as of Sunday, May 1st, we were unavailable on only iTunes, available on all other platforms, Stitcher, YouTube, um, SoundCloud, we're on a bunch now, Podcast Attic, whatever, you name it, still available, don't know what's going on with iTunes, of course, that's the one I use, and I'm sure a multitude of you guys do, believe it or not, our largest download is Stitcher, so thank God that they are still available there. I am hoping by the time that this reaches your phone, this problem will be rectified. So as the saying goes, tonight, your stories, my stories, haunted news, haunted stories, haunted places, and everything in between tonight on this episode of The Haunted Estate. Call and tell us your story, toll free, at one 260 Oh my dear friends, it is a beautiful day, and by a beautiful day... I mean that it's dark, and it's rainy, and it's cold, and I know that's sick and twisted for me to pray for this kind of weather, um, but I like how it make me feel. I love summer. <clears throat> Not. I mean, I like summer a little bit. You can get out and get stuff done, but I like winter. I like the dark and dreary months. Um, I don't know why, to be completely honest. Do you? Tell me on our Facebook page. Just type in the Haunted Estate Podcast and you will find us. Um, 
today I have a bit of a fun day planned. And when I say planned, I mean not planned at all. I'm going to go find some fun stuff for us now and check the email, which I should do more often. But, you know, life gets busy. This first story that we have today is titled An Unexplained Visit. Throughout my 33 years on Earth, I've experienced many things that I cannot logically explain. First off, once when I was 10 years old, I had gotten a painful infection in the cuticle of my middle finger on my right hand. I've always been a hypochondriac, and every time I looked at that painful swelling on my finger, my nail pulling away from the cuticle, I would be sent into panic because I was convinced the doctor was going to have to cut off my finger. My bedroom was on the second floor, but I was so petrified over the situation with my finger that I began sleeping in the den that was adjacent to my parents' bedroom on the first floor, which made me feel more at ease. On the eve of going to the doctor's, I was awoken by the feeling that somebody was sitting on my legs. The den was pitch black, but I could clearly see the outline of a person sitting on the couch I was sleeping on, and it was on my legs. The person was massive and tall, seeming to be well over six feet. The person seemed to be facing away from me when I first woke up, as if it was just staring at the wall or maybe waiting for me to wake up. When my eyes first opened and I couldn't move my legs, I saw the humanoid outline in the dark. My blood ran cold. It scared the shit out of me that somebody had gone into my house undetected. Our house had thin walls and I could clearly hear my mother and father snoring just across the hall in their bedroom. On top of that, our dog, Oldie, what, our dog Odie was extremely protective. Odie would bark and freak out at any stranger yet he was soundly sleeping in the hallway. On top of that, we routinely locked our doors before going to bed. How did this person get past the locked doors, past our dog without waking him, and past my parents' room without rousing them? About 30 seconds, the out after about 30 seconds, the outline of the person turned towards me and leaned forward, a bit towering over me. I felt paralyzed with fear, and it spoke. It said, everything's going to be okay, just go back to sleep. When I heard its voice, it had a calming effect, a sense of trust wash over me. I believed everything was going to be okay, and I fell back to sleep. I got up the next morning feeling a bit uneasy, but unusually well-rested. My mother brought me to the doctor and we got a prescription for moxicillin, and he told me to just let the fingernail grow out and another would grow back. My worst fear was put to rest. To this day, that experience sticks with me. I wonder if that thing or person came to ease my pain, because even though the infection was no big, big deal to an adult, a scared child, it was a nightmare. I told my mother and father of this later that year. It gave my mother's chills. My father, on the other hand, didn't know what to say and hasn't mentioned it since. Thank you for your story. That one's really cool. Um, you, you can definitely tell that that's somebody who could feel your pain. Maybe it was a relative and someone who just obviously liked children and just didn't want you to have to experience that kind of anxiety. It just kind of makes me think about um, this morning. I went out for breakfast with my husband and we were talking about the book that I was writing and about a, the paranormal 
kind of in general. And this is something that I just kind of felt like talking about. I don't think I've talked about it before on the podcast. So, as you know, the Haunted Estate just started in 2015. I have been working in the paranormal field since I was about 12. And when I say working, I mean working with other people, um, being studied and working across um, Northern America. I started the podcast kind of as a resource for me, for other people to learn. Um, I just wanted to get my name out there. And it all kind of comes down to one reason. I have worked with paranormal groups all over the place, but I got into my own paranormal group in uh, early summer or like early spring of 2015. Uh, I was kind of shocked. Um, I haven't ever done as much paranormal work in the town that I live in. Um, It's only 38,000 people. I've worked more in bigger cities, um, a bit in the U.S. But when we started this group, we were bombarded by another paranormal group. They had been Woodstock locals for a very long time. They're people that none of us had met, none of us had um, any experience with. And it was really, really frustrating because they made posts on a lot of social media sites of our Woodstock town, like buy sell sites and and, um, some news pages making really false accusations because at that time we were just getting together and getting ourselves out there. We hadn't done any investigations yet. And they were posting these terrible things about us. So that's one of the things when it comes to the paranormal there's a lot of very eccentric people. I'm not saying that these people in general were eccentric. I am saying that they, when you work in a paranormal field, you have to drop your ego. You need to drop a lot about yourself to be able to actually get in there, work with those kind of entities. You need to separate yourself from your emotions. You need to not give it things to feed off as to say, but these people in this group, she even reached out to me personally trying to say that she had met me saying all these things and, and obviously none of it was true and it, and it came down to the point that I had talked to my husband and he, he kind of explained to me well you've, you've kept this a secret your whole life and people knew I was into the paranormal that's something I always expressed but people didn't know about the work that I have done where I have gone um, I've done things under my maiden name I've I tend to just, people know me through other people, and that's why I get called into things. Important people, people in churches, that that kind of thing. But I had always kept it very separate from my personal life. So I started this podcast to kind of get my name out there, um, and that's the reason why I'm writing this book. And the other reason why I've always kind of kept what I did very, very personal um, was because it didn't upset me, but... Someone would be like, so what are you into and what are your hobbies? And maybe I would tell a certain person, um, like a husband's friend or something, someone that I knew was going to be around forever, what I was into. And then you get like the laugh and the, oh, I don't believe in that. And, oh, explain this to me. And and they look at you like you're a a freak. And that's fine. Um, I'm I'm very envious of um, people who I love what I do now. <laughs> I love what I do now. Um, but there are times in my life where I was violently jealous of people who were 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's the word I'm looking for? That don't see these kind of things, that don't experience these kind of things. For me, like if I go to Walmart, I am so drained after. And like where I work, I work with a lot of people, very drained. And it's just, that's that's who I am. I feed off people's energies and, and it's just... I'm just envious because when you when you don't believe in that kind of stuff, there there's a lot of reasons you might not see things. There's a lot of reasons you might not have experiences. But for example, like this one person, I knew he didn't have experiences because his ego was so big, and he's just a stubborn person. And that was fine. He's a great person. But when somebody would straight up, when you live the life that I've lived, and somebody straight up says to you, "I absolutely don't believe in that. I don't blah blah blah." It's like that's fine but you don't need to tell me that I'm like ridiculous for believing in this and and doing this and it just makes me feel like all those people that I helped and all those things it's just kind of um a, a hypothetical punch to the face <laughs> uh, or like an actual punch to your emotions so that's why this podcast is around to just kind of give people share people's stories talk about people's stories talk about my stories and um for my book that comes out it is a collection of experiences that i have had people that i have helped cases that i have worked on and i'm thinking about throwing a chapter in about my beliefs um which is just Nobody knows what comes next, and that is a part of it. Some, like as I said in the last episode, I've heard every psychic has a different thing to say, and I think that that's all truths. I think it's all truths, but it's all different levels of truths. Um, I just I want everyone to know that when you work in the paranormal field, to be open, to not make accusations get jealous or get worried well, no one's out to steal anybody's business we're all just here for the better we're here to help people we're here to communicate with the paranormal and we are here to enjoy so i'm sorry for that little rant um but i thought you know i want to make the, the podcast a little bit more personal so people can get to know me and um still i want it out there if you do ever have any questions the podcast is not just email me stories or anything i just i want to get more out there finally at 25 i'm finally ready to admit who i am and what i do and if you do ever have any questions um inquiries i can do research for you i can tell you my personal opinion and you can reach me at c-e-l-i-n-a at thehauntedestate.com i'm not going to tell you some stuff that i think is true i'm going to be straight up honest with you i have a bit over a decade 
Well, I've been researching for quite a bit over a decade. Um, I know a lot. I'm a wealth of knowledge. I come off a little silly on the podcast, but that's just me putting my guard up. Um, when it comes down to important things, I definitely feel like I could help people with this kind of thing. Come visit us online at www.theparanormalpodcast.com for our newest episodes, blog links, and everything in between. Our next story comes to us from Brimstone and is called Brimstone Story. These events happened to me about four years ago when I spent a year working at one of the largest theme parks in the UK. This place is about half an hour from where I live, and while I won't directly name it, I'm sure a few of you can guess where it is. I worked there as a ride assistant and worked on several different rides, including three of the biggest coasters and a couple of the dark rides. For those who don't know what a dark ride is, it's basically a ride that's indoors. The most common example of this typical ghost train. Now, one particular ride, based partly inside of the ruins of the family estate from which the park gets its name, the ride tells a pretty well-known local story about a family that used to own the estate and had a supposed curse which afflicted them. The ride would start with an indoor queuing area before moving guests into a cinema, which told them the story, then a place known as the Octagon Room, where there would be a small effect-based show. Finally, the guests unknowingly exit the ruins. The board, the actual ride, was a haunted swing type affair. The actual ruins are well known for being potentially haunted, and programs such as Most Haunted featuring them. And after my time on that ride, I can 100% agree. One night during October, which the park tends to stay open till 9pm to allow guests to ride in the dark, I sat at the end of the queue line. A member of staff is always stationed there to ensure that there A. aren't too many people in each group to gr- and B. to greet the guests. Now, usually after 5 p.m., the ride became pretty deserted as most people wanted to ride the roller coasters in the dark, not walk through some very dimly lit buildings, so my job was very easy. At the end of the queue line, there was a small station with a television screen showing its security camera feeds and a direct phone line to the ride operator's cabin. The cameras focused on on the outdoor entrance, the entire queue line, and the cinema area. There weren't any blind spots either on these feeds. Now, this night I was doing my usual thing, checking Facebook, playing Angry Birds, and keeping an eye on the monitor when I spotted what I guessed was a young couple. They were making their way up the winding queue, zigzagging their way towards me. I locked my phone and shoved it in my pocket as sometimes the managers like to try and sneak up at us. As the couple got about three-quarters of the way to me, I turned around to give them a friendly wave and assure them that the ride was still open and that they would have a place to put themselves. They were gone. I stood staring for a moment in complete puzzlement. There was no way that they could have ran out of the room without either opening one of the loud, heavy fire doors or possibly jumping over 20 sets of metal bars that made up the queue. As my brain processed this information, the hair on the back of my neck rose, and a sudden chill ran through to my very core. 
Needless to say, I was very relieved when a co-worker came about ten minutes later so I could go for my break. While that was an isolated incident, the next thing happened several times but never really fazed me. Throughout my life, I've had a fair amount of paranormal encounters, and I have a certain sense when something is around and if it's bad or not. In the building that the octagon room was in was the last section of the ruins that guests passed through, and, believe it or not, was a fairly large octagon-shaped chamber. Usually, after the show finishes, a thick, heavy curtain is pulled back by a machine to reveal a secret tunnel that guests must follow. About four months into the season, this machine broke, and the maintenance staff realized that the part that they needed wouldn't be available until the park closed in November. So, rather than pinning back the curtain, the decision was made that one ride assistant would have the fun job of standing behind the curtain in the pitch black, and once each show finished, they would pull the curtain and allow guests to pass through, making sure that nobody was left behind. More often than not, this duty fell to me. I enjoyed my time, sat in the dark. After a week or two, I knew all the timings of the light and sound cues of the show, and also scared quite a bit of people who weren't expecting some guy to be standing behind this mysterious curtain. In fact, many people thought I was a wax statue and would never notice until moving slightly when they went to take a closer look at me. However, ever so often, I would get an immense oppressive feeling wash over me. The room would feel much darker than it had a couple seconds before, I would always get the distinct impression that there was some sort of male presence just behind me. Although I never turned around once, because fuck that, I always stood my ground. I knew that this presence didn't want me or anybody else in his area, and that he made that quite quite clear to many members of the staff. There were several reports of female co-workers being pushed from behind while working in that area, even pinched. The frequency and the nature of this presence soon meant that I was one of the only people willing to stand there and endure this intense feeling of hatred that would randomly appear and disappear. All while hearing some endless loop of some old hag crackling and whispering and cursing, I loved it. That's fantastic. I am obsessed with amusement parks. If you know me in my personal life, you would know that I went to Orlando when... I got engaged, and we went for our honeymoon, and I love the Tower of Terror and the Haunted Mansion ride, and, like, I'm almost in tears right now just thinking about it, how awesome it is. You gotta realize when you're in an amusement park ride, there's so much emotion, and maybe because that ride had something to do with the reason for the park, the past, or whatever, maybe the family's a little pissed off that they made a funny joke out of it being a scary ride. I absolutely love that story. If you are out there and you have any amusement park horror stories. I would love to hear them. Unfortunately, I do not, except for the fact that when I was on the Haunted Mansion ride, it just like would move a foot and shut down and move a foot and shut down. And they kept saying that the ghosts were playing with the lines, but oh my God. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
I need to get money together because I need to go back there. That is my life. Call and tell us your ghost story toll-free at one 260 or visit theparanormalpodcast.com and email us your story. Okay, I did a little bit of research, and here is a little bit of haunted history on Disney World in Orlando. This is about the Haunted Mansion. is titled Man with a Cane. In this tale, many cast members working alone have said that they've seen a man with a cane riding the attraction late at night. When spoken to, he does not respond and disappears out of sight. Who is this mysterious man? He is said to be the ghost of a pilot that died when his plane crashed in the 1940s into what is now known as Bay Lake. Little boy. Another spirit is rumored to inhabit the haunted mansion is that of a little boy. Unlike the Disneyland ghost story of the little boy who cries while looking for his mother, this child appears to be happy and just rides the attraction alone, peering out from the doom buggy. There are quite a few photos on the internet that are said to be of this particular apparition. This is about Pirates of the Caribbean. This is about George. This tale is probably the most well-known of all the ghost stories of Disney World. As the story goes, a young construction worker named George fell to his death while working on a high area of the Pirates building. Each day, cast members say good morning and good night to George over the PA system. And if they don't give him the respect that he desires, he's sure to make it a long day for them. This This ghost is known to cause all sorts of mischief, such as shutting down the ride, causing breakdowns, making phone calls from the empty control room, and appearing on the ride monitors. Many guests have been reported to feel a mysterious chill, especially in the room with the burning city, where, it is believed, George fell to his death. His favorite hangouts are rumored to be near the pirate with the pigs, under the bridge of the pirate with his leg hanging over, and near the door, known as George's door, by the dog with the keys. Word of warning about George. There have been many reports of guests going on Pirates of the Caribbean, shouting that they don't believe in George, and have later found themselves stuck on the attraction for a long period of time due to a breakdown. The ladies. There's another pair of apparitions that are said to call the Pirates of the Caribbean home, and they're known as the ladies. This mysterious duo is rumored to have met their untimely demise when the boat that they were riding in came off the track at the bottom of the drop, and they crashed because they sat in the front row. It's believed that they still linger in this area to this day, and can sometimes be felt with a cold chill. Main Street, USA. Several guests have reported seeing the ghost of Roy Disney on Main Street during wishes, smiling and seeming to be thoroughly enjoying himself. Tom Sawyer Island. For years, guests that venture over to Tom Sawyer Island have reported getting an unnerving feeling and seeing shadowy figures in the tunnels and the caves of the attractions. Spaceship Earth. This ghost story tells the tale of a little girl with long blonde hair and a young boy that are often seen playing together in the attraction as well as riding together. Tower of Terror. In this story, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is said to be haunted by a former bellhop 
cast member that died during his shift on one of the loading platforms. The story goes that this bellhop ghost is known to appear on platform D, flicker the lights, and freeze the attraction when, co- when cast members are trying to do their final ride at the end of the day. Here is a personal account, actually, of um, some people running into the Haunted Mansion Ghost Boy. This link and all other links ever used on my podcast will be available for you at theparanormalpodcast.com. You click on blogs, and that's where all episode links can be found. Haunted Mansion Ghost Boy. I took my 100-foot night shot accessory to Walt Disney World with the specific purpose of taking ride photos of the Haunted Mansion for a virtual visit. After documenting the ride, I put my camera away for the rest of the day. I went back to our place that evening and began to download the photos on my laptop. Lo and behold, one of the first shots of the attraction shows something that was definitely not there when I was on the ride. This photo was taken in the hallway of an attraction, the one with the eye following the portraits. As you see in the photo, it appears though a child is peeking its head out from the doom buggy and looking directly at me. Not only was he not there when I took the picture, there wasn't a child of this age within the 20 people in front of me in line. And as you can see, he's only a few doom buggies in front of me. Not only was... Not only that, but why was he looking at me? There was no flash and no visible life, light coming from me. It's all infrared and invisible to the naked eye. I think it's an incredibly spooky photo, and I have no idea where that kid came from. Honestly, guys, I'm looking at the photo. It will be available um, on the HauntedState.com or the ParanormalPodcast.com. This is terrifying. It's literally like his head is just popping out the side. Like, it's obviously a boy. He's got big ears, and... Yeah, I could say he's totally smiling. (laughs) Um, Here is another story. Real ghosts in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Rumor has it, years ago, a woman approached by Disney saying that one of her sons had been killed and that he had absolutely loved the Haunted Mansion ride. She wanted to spread his ashes in the mansion. But Disneyland, of course, said no. So the woman got on the ride and at some point dumped the ashes out anyways. Whether this part is true or not, I can only guess, but that's the story. Weird stuff started happening after that. Once, as guests were getting off the ride, they reported to a cast member um, at an interval that there was a kid running around the ballroom scene. So, the cast member sent security to go look, but they said they didn't find anything. Similarly, guests have reported seeing a little boy standing alone in the exit and crying. Some have said that they asked him if he needed help, and he acted like they weren't there. Some have even said that he disappears. Of course, by the time they tell a cast member, the boy, and everyone else, he's long gone. It gets even creepier. At this part of the story, I've confirmed with a friend who worked at the mansion. I mentioned these haunting stories, and he freaked out, saying that some have actually happened to him. He was glad to hear he wasn't going insane. Late at night, cast members will often only run into one stretch of room because it gets so quiet. That means that between groups of guests, the cast member load is all alone, just waiting for people. Well, one cast member is waiting for the next group of guests when she thought she heard a child laughing. She figured that the next group had arrived. The 
kids were coming, but no one ever showed up. Then she saw something move out of the corner of her eye. She turned to look, but didn't see anyone, so she put it off as her imagination. However, she saw it again and again, but no one was ever there. Well, about this time, she starts feeling a cold chill and was getting kind of freaked out. All of a sudden, she feels someone put their hand on her shoulder. Of course, no one's there. She screamed and ran out and told management that she would never go back in the mansion again. The Disappearing Disney Worker One Friday afternoon, my family and I were visiting the Haunted Mansion. We were waiting in line for one of the doom buggies. There were three cast members working in the loading. There was a female behind the controls, a male cast member at the ride entrance, a male walking on the moving walkway. I had a side view of the walking cast member. He was a young man with light brown hair or dark blonde hair. He was looking at a small piece of paper, a little bit bigger than a business card. They had stopped loading the ride for a few seconds because a couple of the doom buggies were occupied by visitors. During that intern, the walking cast member all of a sudden reached down as if to pick up something and never came back up. When I walked through the entrance, I looked down the side and didn't see the cast member. My husband and I were loaded in the doom buggy and I asked what he was picking up. He said no one was picking up anything. And I went through my story and he told me that there was another male loading guest. That there wasn't another male loading guest. Then I asked my daughter and her friend and they had both seen them. Did I see a ghost? Darling, it sounds like you did. Anyways, that concludes this episode of The Haunted Estate. I hope you tune in for all our stories because we love you and hope that you love us. And um, by us, I mean me. Um, I will see you all soon and I hope you are having a spooktacular weekend. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.